1: The following program is pre-recorded. Opinions expressed may not reflect those of Salem Media of Colorado or its sponsors. This is Life in Colorado, a radio news magazine about the issues, events, and the unique life we live in the Centennial State. This is Mark Howington with Life in Colorado, and I'm pleased to have with us on the program today, Jim Weber. And Jim, you are a Colorado State Rep for Celebrate Recovery. Welcome to the show.
0: Well, good morning, Mark. How are
1: you doing? I'm doing well, and I have met you in person at some of the Colorado conventions that we've had. Where leaders from the state of Colorado with Celebrate Recovery Get Together, and uh, we talk about uh, how to improve the ministry and things that are going on. So let's kind of start right there. First of all, what is this ministry called Celebrate Recovery?
0: Well, Celebrate Recovery is a Christ-driven system. It's a 12-step program that Christ is our only higher power and the only one that can save us from the world and ourselves. And that's how it's based on. In fact, when we introduce ourselves, we normally go, uh, I am a grateful believer in Jesus Christ, which identifies who I'm at or what's my purpose in life and who is making me do what I need to do. And then I'm a uh, recovering alcoholic and um, a, a, a verbal abuser and things like that. We don't identify ourselves with our problem. We identify as ourselves in life with Christ, and that's the only one who marks our life and who can help us get through our life and create us in redemption and um, healing.
1: Okay, so it's a recovery program. You mm-hmm. have mentioned then it is Jesus Christ is the higher power. Uh, how did that get started? What, what I think it's over. Well, I think we're coming up to what twenty-eight years, something like that. of, yeah. of
0: Actually, it's 29 this year, it'll be 30 next year. And it started with a, a 13 page single space letter to, from John Baker, who brought this in from, you know, hearing the Holy Spirit talk to him because, uh, AA wasn't given what he needed and things like that. He needed something more. So he wrote a 13 page, a single page letter to Rick Warren, who uh, runs Saddleback. And it started in 1991. And, uh, from there it has grown to um what uh twenty seven thousand people have gone through the program at Saddleback, we have uh, thirty five thousand churches around the world It's in seventeen languages and uh it says so here's that uh, five million individuals have gone through the step study programs, and that's where the rubber hits the road. but it started from just the thought process that uh, he was praying to God, John Baker, and the Holy Spirit brought it to him. And uh, if you know know Rick Warren, he's a guy that kind of says, well, it's your thing, go do it. And that's exactly what he did. And they struggled in the beginning, but it just kept growing and growing, and now it's humongous.
1: Okay, so you've mentioned AA, and Mm -hmm. AA obviously is an Alcoholics Anonymous recovery program that sure. works on 12 steps. Now I also heard you mention the word step study in there, so we'll we'll cycle back to that in just a second. So let's kind of okay. get to the nuts and bolts. Uh, all right, so AA obviously has had a tremendous success dealing with alcoholics and however as I know from my own recovery that AA basically you can name anything as your higher power. You, you know, a doorknob or a friend or or you know your teddy bear or whatever, maybe another belief system. So let's let's start with okay. John Baker said to Rick Warren, "I've been to AA, and that was helpful. It got me sober, but there's something missing." So Pastor Rick Warren, there's there's got to be something we can do that would be similar to AA, and yet Christians would feel very comfortable going to, and that uh, you we we actually say our our higher power has a name. His name is Jesus Christ. So uh, yeah. bes- talk about AA and Celebrate Recovery. How are, they, how are they the same? How are they different?
0: Well, the difference is I think back when they started AA, it was a Christ-driven program. In fact, it has a lot of Christianity in their system. But somewhere along the line, a lot of them have drifted away from that. And Celebrate Recovery is based on Christ. And and, and for recovery Because He's our Redeemer He's the only one between us and God That can save us from ourselves And from all kinds of things So the difference is We only look to Christ That's the only place we look And the other other places that have their uh, AA and other NA's and SA's and stuff Have their own system of doing What they think is their power And there's nothing wrong with them Because AA has been Tremendous for people And alcoholic and stuff But I've had a lot of AA people come through our system saying they got it, they did it, but they were missing something, they were empty. And I think it's Christ coming into our bodies and saving us and helping us understand that we're still worthy people, we're not alcoholics, we're not drug users anymore, we were, but now we're facing a fact that you have redeemed us and brought us into a new life. And I think that's where the difference goes, so...
1: Okay, I'm Mark Howington. You're listening to Life in Colorado. I'm speaking with Jim Weber. He's a Colorado State rep with Celebrate Recovery. Jim, you mentioned that Celebrate Recovery got started at Saddleback Church in California, but obviously it's there's a very big part of it here in Colorado and and in fact around the world. If uh, somebody if, for example, is struggling how do they find a Celebrate Recovery? But it's a two-part question, so let's do the first part first. And the first part is struggles. Um, I know Celebrate Recovery says if you have a hurt, habit, or a hang-up, which I think is a great way to describe life struggles, hurt, habit, or hang-up. Talk mm. about that, first of all. Let's let's focus on that. What what does that mean? How does somebody recognize, perhaps, that, you know, life isn't going the way I'd like it to. I've got these hurts, habits, and hang-ups uh, talk about that. What, what what does that look like when somebody comes to that place?
0: Well, what it looked like for me was I, I was raised with uh, not being able to socially be acceptable and put down a lot and things, and so my life was rough. I had no way to understand what real life was. I had no coping skills. My coping skills were to be angry so I would get attention. So I went through most of my life with anger, 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 and it became really nasty. I was an alcoholic and drug user at 25 I stopped because of alcohol toxic poisoning and then I tried it again with a shot that turned into a fifth and then then I became a dry drunk and I was ugly totally ugly people I could ruin people with my mouth it was like sticks and stones break your bones words destroy people and I didn't realize that so I came to realize only after leaving having three marriages into my fourth marriage and my wife said, you've got a problem. I go, no, I don't have a problem. I'm in denial. And that's one of the first steps in our books in recovery is denial. I'm denying that I have a problem. It's your problem, not mine. So I think what people have is problems that they don't even realize they do or have because we, we don't look at them. You know, people watch porn on, on TV or on the, on the internet uh, don't think it's hurting anybody except themselves. But the problem is it takes time away from family. If the wife finds out or the husband finds out, it destroys things like that. I put it to the fact that if you have a relationship with Christ and there's something standing between you and God or Christ, that's your problem. It could be reading. It could be, you know, being on the Internet 24-7. It's what is a problem that you need to understand, and that's the hard part of people today. They don't realize they're walking problems or they have problems. I had talked to a few people. Well, this is my... Oh, well, yeah, I'm, I never had problems like that. Well, do you have any? Well, no, I'm I'm doing well. Well, <laughs> we're all flawed. Christ was the only walking person that really had nothing. He, he defeated evil. We had the fall, we had the problems, and we're still living in it. So I don't know if that helps or not, but people have problems, whether they think they do or not. It's just realizing that if it is a problem, we need to do something. But I denied it. Even in Celebrate Recovery, when I first started in 2006, I still denied I had a problem. And it just took a long time to beat that down to where I realized I'm the problem, not everybody else, and life has really straightened out quite a bit for me since then.
1: Thanks, so Jim that. Weber. Yeah, yeah, that that helps a lot. Uh, Jim Weber, again, is a state rep for Celebrate Recovery and, Jim, so you've talked about, oh, you, you realize you've got a problem, and again, Celebrate Recovery puts it this way, that if you've got a hurt habit or a hang-up, then Celebrate mm-hmm. Recovery is for you, and that that you're right, that just about includes everybody, uh, but it, mm-hmm. takes, it takes something to get perhaps somebody, as you mentioned, the denial part of it. Uh, it, it takes a bit to get someone to the point where they say, okay, all right, all right, I've got a problem, obviously, Things are affecting my family, my relationships, my work. Uh, you know, for me, um, alcohol is a big part of the problems that I had before getting into mm-hmm. Celebrate Recovery. And uh, it was destroying all kinds of things in my life it It took a job away it it took uh, it, uh, i wasn 't giving to my family. I was having alcoholic rages and so uh, that affected especially my youngest child, who unfortunately was going through his rebellious phase at that time, so he got a lot of the brunt of my alcoholic rages and and but even even before alcohol took place in my life, I knew I had issues. I knew I had hurts habits and hang ups. But for me, it took a rock bottom experience before I was actually finally ready to get out of the denial, admit I had a problem, and 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 go to a celebrate recovery. Mm-hmm. So, uh, mm-hmm. do you have any words for somebody who maybe okay they are experiencing hurts, habits, and hangups? Maybe they're not at a rock bottom because I'll tell you from my experience, I don't recommend a rock bottom experience to anybody. If if you can get help before that, that's so much better. But so, what would you say to somebody who's listening now, going, "Okay, I, I, I know I've got some issues. I know I've got hurts, habits, and hang ups. Is Celebrate Recovery really for me?"
0: Well, it's <laughs> you know that's a tough one to answer because Celebrate Recovery wasn't for me when I started. It's not. I'm, I'm here just to appease my wife. So how do I tell somebody to do it? I would say to go to the Celebrate Recovery website. Uh, go to find a group. Then type in, if you're in Colorado, type in your zip code, and then put in the mileage. I put in 250 today and found out that we have 44 total CRs in Colorado and 18 within the metro area. So that's a lot, and we've got two more coming on board here shortly. So I would do that, and I would go to a meeting and just sit and watch what happens. Which you're going to be greeted is with open arms, love, caring. No hugging now because we got the Pandemic going on and stuff like that. But you're going to find love and people who accept you for who you are because guess what? We've been where you're at, scared, afraid, not knowing what's going to happen. And there's a great entrance thing called, you know, they, they tell you how it works out. It's called 101. But until you do that and find out that celebrate recovery may or may not be, we've had people come through the door and it's not for me and show up six months later. We've had the people like me that walk in the door at 206, it's not for me, and I'm still in it, and I will be in it until the day I die, because I will have problems in my life the rest of my life, and that's something people need to realize, too. You're not perfect. The only one is Christ, so we're always going to go through phases, like this pandemic has caused a lot of upheaval in people and stuff. Drinking's gone up, people's anger's gone up, and things like that. And this is a neat way to base yourself into realizing that you're human, you made mistakes, but guess what? Our Savior, Jesus Christ, is there to redeem you and bring you to be His child, which you already are, but don't realize it, maybe. Does that help at all?
1: Oh, Jim, it certainly does. Jim Weber is a state rep for Celebrate Recovery here in Colorado. You're listening to Life in Colorado. I'm Mark Howington. Jim... Tell us then about somebody is going to go to a celebrate recovery meeting. You mentioned there's going to be you know people there that will accept you because we're all strugglers together in this thing called uh, recovery. Um, to talk about what is what does a celebrate recovery meeting look like? I mean, will I be comfortable there? Right. What what happens in a celebrate recovery meeting? <laughs>
0: Well, I'll tell you what, when I went in, I wasn't comfortable at all. I was kind of moving around. People were hugging and giving me, giving me praise and things. You walk in. They say hello to you. They, re- they, if you. they realize you're a newcomer, which is pretty obvious. You're shaking in your own skin. We have people come up and talk to you, ask you your name, what's going on, try to be gentle on how they approach you and things like that because you don't want people just getting in your face. And then there's a series of what goes on. We have um, praise and worship. Which is a big part of our stuff, we praise the Lord and our songs and things, then we either have a lesson or a testimony, and testimonies are great to hear people's lives that have been through it and the struggles they've been through because wow, you might relate to some of that stuff if it's a lesson, it's pulled out of the twelve step program book itself, and they just go through it, and they like Nile. it's a river we all live in, <laughs> yeah some kind of thing, you know stuff like that. And then there's an open share. But if you're a first-timer, you would go to 101. They explain to you exactly how Celebrate Recovery Group works. You see the the uh, um, the celebration in the beginning. You see the lesson and testimony, and they t- explain what open share is all about and the guidelines, the DNA, which makes our part different than everybody else's. This is a guideline that you need to follow to be a trademark per, uh, church with the name Celebrate Recovery. They go through that, and they say the next time you can come, you can go in the group. And guess what? When you go in the first time in the group, you don't have to talk. You don't have to talk if you don't feel like it. But when you start hearing people's problems and you start going, whoa, that feels like me. Oh, that might. Then some, all of a sudden, somebody starts talking, and it just comes out like a floodgate kind of thing. So that's kind of how it works to enter into it it's, it's it's just a step by step by step and there's people holding your hand literally all the way through this first part and we'll continue to after that also i don't want to put that to, down but you come in nervous you'll go out hopefully feeling better
1: yeah Jim, i can remember the first time i wound up in a celebrate recovery meeting my my life as i mentioned earlier had hit a rock bottom i to be honest i didn't think there was a lot of hope uh, went to went to what 's known as the large group meeting where there 's the worship and the the lesson from one of the twelve mm-hmm. steps of recovery or or maybe a testimony. Uh, both of those actually were powerful in helping me to come to a place, but like you just said, um, I walked out of there because I heard other people talk about how these principles helped them in their lives and how it turned them around and, and just by hearing somebody else 's example. It was. It. It. I left there with a feeling of hope. So we've talked about. You, you walk into a Celebrate Recovery. There's a large group. Um, But then, essentially, the program is built upon eight principles. Now, uh, let's go back to AA. They have 12 steps in this Mm 12-step program. Uh, Essentially, Rick Mm -hmm. Warren, uh, Saddleback Church in California, uh, took the the Beatitudes, uh, Jesus' Sermon on the Mount, and he discovered there were eight similar principles right there on the Sermon on the Mount – uh, about mm-hmm. recovery and you know one would be to admit you are powerless the other would would be to say okay if i if i don't have the power to change who who's got the power so you know mm-hmm. prince principle two is i'm going to earnestly believe that god exists that that i matter to him that he has the power to help me recover principle three is then going to be that uh, I'm going to commit to to surrender my life and will to Christ's care and control. These are mm-hmm. these are principles that guide our lives as we walk mm-hmm. through the recovery process. But you, we're going to, especially if you're going to walk in for the very first time, you don't know anything about this, which is why the large group they they give lessons on what these principles mean and how to apply them to your life. But what if you want to go deeper? You had mentioned, for example, a 12 a step study. Uh, what's that all about?
0: Well, they've created that to help you work through. This is what I call the rubber hits the road. It's a separate. It's a separate time and a separate um, group that gets together. uh met by the way, men are with men. we women are always with women. There's no mixing the, the sexes together at all. So this is men and men and women and women.
1: Well, and part of the reason for that is is because uh, men are going to have some issues to talk about that might not be comfortable talking about with, with women present, and so the uh, same with women. And, and plus, you don't want to get spouses in the same group. So, yeah, it's a good idea to then separate out and have the guys go into a step study and the, the ladies go into their own step study. I got you there.
0: Correct, correct. Well, the step study basically starts you out the Nile, and it's four books, and you go through the four books. You go through an inventory, which is book three or two, yeah, three, and an inventory is where the rubber hits the road. You find out what happened in your life. You you start going back not to create havoc and and, and chaos, but to find out why was why was I so personally, why was I so felt like I was not wanting to do things? Well it goes back to a, a person in my life that was an influence in my life as as a child. And a doctor who said some cursive things to me when I was three years old, and was burned on part of my body with hot water, I was never programmed to understand that I was worthwhile. So it brings you out of your problem of who, who was the problem, who was this, what was your identity in it. And it just brings you from denial to hopelessness to the power to be able to do the, the able to get out of this, like giving your life over to Christ and things like that. And it takes uh, about 9 to 12 months to go through the whole program correctly, to go through the first four books. And so it really brings people to, to the fact is that, yeah, life was rotten, but now I can be healed from that. I see my fault in it. I'm not guilty because I was yelled at and put down as a child. So I'm personally not guilty for those things. But at the time, I felt guilty about it. So that helps there. And it's just a really neat way to go through your life and process it and realize life was hard, but you're okay now because Christ is on the other side of it and with you through the whole thing and helping you through it. But it's not easy because a lot of people will drop out because it's, they're not ready for it. It really brings out memories that are hard sometimes for people to deal with and things like that. So,
1: One of the things it, I tell the guys that I work with in a 12-step study with Celebrate Recovery is that... Uh, yeah, we're going to do the inventory, and it's hard. You're going to have to take a look at your life. You're going to have to look at those people who hurt you, and you're going to have to look at the people that you hurt. But the whole reason for doing that is not to dig up the past. That's not our ending point. That's not where we stop, because one of the principles that that follows a couple of them is there's another principle that says we're going to evaluate our relationships, and we're going to offer forgiveness to those who have hurt us, and we're going to offer amends, to those that mm-hmm. we have hurt. Now, that can be a difficult process, but like you say, there, you're not walking that alone. There are people walking it with you step by step. And then another one of the principles is, is that we're, we're going to humbly ask God to remove our character defects. So for me, the inventory, when I saw my whole life on paper, the good, the bad, the mm-hmm. ugly – um, that's what broke the denial, and I realized how bad, bad my life was, and and it provided the motivation for me to change. So, after, once I got once I got past that inventory, and I heard a person give their testimony, they said, you know, if you're going through the inventory right now, hang on because there's hope after that inventory, and there really was for me. There was there was a lot of healing that came, and my whole life changed. I mean, literally, mm-hmm. I, I I every day I think about the life that I used to live. And the struggles, the hurts, habits, and hangups that I used to have, and I think about where I am now—night and day difference. Just an incredible life transformation that happened in my life, and it sounds like happened with you as well.
0: Yeah, Amen. I hear you. Yes.
1: Jim Weber is a Colorado State Rep for Celebrate Recovery. Jim, again, talk about the process. People are listening to us right now, and they're thinking, "Okay." I, I may, maybe I've come to the realization I do have hurts habits and hang ups in my life. And uh, it sounds like Celebrate Recovery may be a good place. So, Jim, tell us again, how, how did people get started in this process?
0: Well, first, you got to realize you got a problem. Second, you want to, if you want to really look at Celebrate Recovery and nobody's ever suggested it to you, like I said, go to celebraterecovery.com, look for find a group, put in your zip code in Colorado put the mileage you want to drive to go to it, and then it'll bring up those celebrated recoveries, the nights they meet, the times they meet, and things like that. Um, it's basically up to the individual to seek their help, but once they seek it, there's a lot of people over there that are going to drag you in and help you and want to help you and be there for you to help you too. So that, I guess, is the only way I would say this, yes, you do it.
1: Jim Weber, state rep in Colorado for Celebrate Recovery. Thank you so much for spending time with us at this program called Life in Colorado. Jim, just any parting words. If somebody's listening now and maybe they just need maybe a little nudge to perhaps go to a Celebrate Recovery meeting, what would you say to them?
0: I would say that if you feel like you've got problems, look to God. Look to Christ for your help. The Holy Spirit will guide you. Uh, it works if you work it, and everybody's worth working it, if you want to. It's, it's helped me, it's helped thousands and thousands of people, in fact, millions of people all over the world. It's just you having to realize you have that problem, you have that distance between Christ, admitting it and going for it. And, and i am tell you, it won't be easy, but the end result will be a miracle, and God doesn't waste a hurt in anybody's life.
1: Jim Weber, state representative in Colorado for Celebrate Recovery. Thanks for being on Life in Colorado. I'm Mark Howington. If you have questions or comments about today's program, please call 303-750-5687 or email us at Salemdenver.com. Life in Colorado is a public affairs presentation of Salem Media
0: of Colorado.